on this episode of Chrome Dome Radio. I hear the loudest freaking fart behind me, and I turn around, that woman is standing right behind me. And I laugh and I go, I smell popcorn! Settle down and saddle up. December 10th, 2018. It's Chrome Dome Radio, your source for organic, grass-fed, 100% cage-free comedy news. The show where we bring you the best and funniest news stories from the week. Click that subscribe button for a new episode every Monday. What's up? I'm Chris. I was waiting for you to enter. I'm Zach. Hi, everybody. (laughs) We have returning special guest Jeff on the show today. Back by popular demand. For real, though. What's up, man? Nothing much, guys. How are you guys doing today? Uh, couldn't be better. Feeling good. Fantastic. Feeling, feeling a lot better than, I don't know, probably Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury. Well, you know, I mean, that's kind of a horseshit decision to begin with. Like, fucking Deontay Wilder got his ass whipped by, uh, by Fury. Fury boxed the shit him every single motherfucking round, except the knockdowns in rounds 9 and 12. Yeah, well, those are the only and, two. And they had some contests about this, about this fight. I was in Vegas watching the fight on uh, the MGM Grand. And I put some money on Tyson Fury winning, and I was like, "Dude, man, this is a sure motherfucking bet." He was winning every single round. I had twenty bucks on him winning the decision, and then when Tyson Fury got that knock, that almost knockout in the twelfth round, dude, I threw, I lost my shit. I was like, "Oh no, fuck!" <laughs> and then like you know, he gets up like the, the Undertaker in WWE at the, at the eight count, just just yeah. rises from the dead. You did never thought this guy was gonna get up from because he hit him with a right hand from his back pocket and then caught him while he was falling down with Holy the left hook. Cow. I didn't it see just, this. Oh man, incredible. he crushed him. It's on the it's on Jeff's Plex. We'll uh, we'll check it out. We'll check the, it out. So it's a great great fight. It's a lot of fun, and it, you wouldn't <laughs> think it because there's just this giant heavy gypsy king. This guy is like six foot nine. He's legitimately the six foot nine. He's, he's a monster. He's the king of the traveling people. Like that. That's a. He's an actual gypsy, and he calls himself the Gypsy King. The guy you blew up between fights to about four hundred pounds. Had a severe bout with mental depression. He's got the best like comeback story of all time and then he just puts on the performance of a lifetime and you know just boxes up Deontay Wilder who is an absolute murderer 40 fights zero losses 39 knockouts 39 out of 40 men fell asleep in the ring with this guy and the uh (laughs) and the, the you know until now and then they he lost all but Really, you you could maximum give him four rounds, and two of them would have been 10-8s, would have made the score 114 to 112 for Tyson Fury, and they scored this generous. thing. They scored this thing a majority draw, which is absolutely absolutely insane. Or no, it was a split draw. Excuse split me. Split draw. Yeah, because one uh, one person Seven. gave the uh, the a decision to uh, Fury, and the other person gave it to. Um, uh, Wilder. It was just. It was just pretty egregious and just kind of a statement on the state of boxing as a whole right yeah, now. Yeah, well, because the score looked like it was fixed because the um, that um, Mexican judge gave the uh, one fifteen to one ten to the Wilder. Seven rounds. Seven rounds. He didn't. Let, he didn't let Jimmy get boxed. And the only reason why he won, he re- he only really won nine and, and twelve and 
possibly two. He and whiffed on so many shots. Tyson Fury was just making him miss the whole time. A lot. A lot. And the thing was, was that, you know, I, I scored the fight, um, I want to say 115-111 for Fury. Because Fury boxed the shit out of him every single round. Really, even the rounds that he lost, technically because of the knockdowns, he was actually winning all the exchanges. Tyson Fury was um, was making miss. He was slipping punches. He was being very defensive. Great yeah. footwork. And do, and Wilder didn't really have much of an answer. If you look it's at crazy. the crazy after he after he got knocked down, he's just winning the rest of the rounds. He's just down. coming, hitting him combinations, going to the body and the head. Hey, he landed something so pretty. It was just two jabs that missed, and then he lands a little like tappy left hook, just a pop, 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 and then cracks him over the over the top with the right. Yeah. It was beautiful, beautiful. He he hurt him in the twelfth round after he gets like blasted into the darklands mm-hmm. and he wakes rises from the dead seriously if you can't if you haven't seen it look up the clip it's a straight up WWE Undertaker he's like boom just gets up from like he's dead he's a dead man his consciousness is over here somewhere and it just snaps back into his brain <laughs> dude you really just hit yourself in the head yeah he did <laughs> hard as fuck too. <laughs> And he just pops back up, and it's it's an absolute. And then he gets up, you know, and waves him on, and then starts beating the hell out of him. He get and he rattles him with, and uh, knocks him up against the ropes later in the round. I also want to say one more thing about the end of the fight. Has anybody seen more kissing in a boxing match at the end of the fight? No, that's right. He There's kissed a, his he Tyson his Fury kissed kiss his hand, his fist, which is just in his face too. <laughs> no, in his face. That's I, what kind of I don't know if that's classy or creepy. Wait, it's did just, they did they lock lips? <laughs> Uh, close enough. I think I think Wilder was more than willing to, you know, exchange with uh Make with that happen. Yeah. He was like, Hey listen, man, well, like, this just, is an added layer of drama for the rematch. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for the full on rematch. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do the weekly wrap up. In an effort to clean up their image, Tumblr bans adult content. Once you jack off to Japanese girls puking in each other's mouths, you can't exactly go back to Playboy. (laughs) A Florida woman pulls a knife on a man after he complained about her flatulence. I am Florida woman. Hear me toot. Who there called my name? (laughs) I talked this between the crack of your ass. (laughs) Don't look now, but there's a rise in underground psilocybin. Did I say that right? Psychosilocybin. Psilocybin therapists. I think I might adjourn to another dimension and take some LSD. You care to join me? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so uh, Tumblr announced Monday, last Monday, that uh, they will be uh, banning adult content as of December 17th. It's, re- it's surprisingly more controversial than you'd think it would be. Has Amy realized that Reddit exists? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I, you know, I've only heard Tumblr, honestly, because of porn. And, you know. <laughs> but you're not kidding. The thing no, is, I mean, the thing is, who, like who, a else, space, right? who else is on Tumblr? I mean... I, I don't know what it be for. I don't know. I think it's more like kind of like you want to watch like you know big sway dicks jack off in his socks. Well, here's your thing for Tumblr right now. Any sort of weird ass fetish you can find, you'll find a galore of pictures. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. But on top of that too, though, like, was it due to the um, the artist market that wants to put on tasteful nudes or whatever or hentai? I don't know, Logan. Anyway, like um. um I hope he watches. No. <laughs> He'll watch this one. <laughs> but, you know, it's... um, I, I think what they could have done better, in my opinion, is this, though. They could have... If they wanted to separate it with um, a whatever picture site, but actually have an adult section, could they have charged, like, a, a nominal fee monthly and actually have, like, a... Um, 
you know, pay with a credit card, do some sort of identity check or something like that, like a normal porn site does. And yeah, was, maybe maybe perhaps oh, sorry, but maybe perhaps they didn't want the liability. Maybe you think or I, it's such a weird decision to me. Like you got something that's working and it's flowing. Yeah, why change it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, they're, you know what they were. They they're owned by Verizon. Yeah. Ooh. So that 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 definitely has a a part to play because it's a big corporate culture. They can yeah. get into trouble for these sorts of things. But it's another sort of thing. It's like. Geez, guys, like we have to figure out like what we can and can't do as far as, uh, you know, a big media company. It's the same issue with Facebook. Now, they, uh, you know, they brought uh, Alex Jones off the thing. But, they, you know, even before that, they had like this big controversy because basically they have like a, uh, a censoring team at Facebook that has to figure out what's nudity and what's not. So they got a, they got into a lot of trouble about breastfeeding pics because mm-hmm. breastfeeding pics had nipples in them. And they were like, well, it's a nipple, it's nude. So then, like, that made a bunch of angry moms, like, get together and, you know, uh, protest Facebook over, you know, their breastfeeding things. So then, like, all right, well, breastfeeding's okay. At that point, they you know, they were like, well, what's really breastfeeding? If you have your baby, like, off the breast and the breast is visible and the baby's just in the picture, is that, is that okay? And they're like, no, okay, it has to have... Baby to breast contact, or else there's nothing else. And they're like, "All right, fine." And then it got they got even more screwed up because there's like the <laughs> there is a cultural uh, thing where women breastfeed goats because they it's uh, it's like easier to um, feed them that way because they're you know the there's like a famine in the in Whoa, the land or something. Wait, no, this is a real goats thing. Drink human milk. Yes. So that whole vegan thing were, about humans are the only animal that drink other and another animal's milk is BS. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird... Come on! <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this is news here! Unless you listen to that episode of Radiolab. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I feel it's like this like right now. I'm going to say three things. Which one's a lie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, like the um, lie is the draw. Sorry, but, go ahead. <laughs> but what's sad about the Facebook nudity thing is like they couldn't seem to add like any sort of context to the to the situation. Like you mentioned, breastfeeding—that's not exactly a sexual situation. It's just a woman doing a, a natural biological thing, which is to feed her child. Now, I mean, you could say something along the lines of like, let's say there's a woman breastfeeding or a 15 year old girl taking her shirt off on the internet. Yeah, those are two totally different things. Right, right. but it's but what if it's a 15 year old mother? Well, it's. Can be nude on the internet, fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. But it's a mother now. It's a breastfeed. She's breastfeeding. Are you censoring her? I'm gonna, like, say, I'm gonna say yes because you're not old enough to make that consenting a situation. So you put your body on the internet. So that's I, where that's where I think it trumps that situation. Not I your, I would agree with you in general. Um, I don't understand why people want to post videos of them breastfeeding. It's like I'm so proud of me doing literally what every woman, <laughs> you know, that is supposed to be able to do. But it's it, to me. I'm, I'm probably gonna get in some flack for that one. But <laughs> but I would just I would just say like once you make the decision that you're going to start censoring things. Yep. Like okay, now you've created for yourself an impossible problem because you have like there's always an extenuating circumstance. To go back to the Facebook example, they decided that it was okay to post uh, photos of. The guy uh, after the Boston Marathon bombing, he was, you know, he got maimed by the bombing and was like being hauled off and he was missing his leg. He was holding his leg in his hand. And they there was this like really gr- amazing, like touching, horrible, f- horrifying photo of uh, of that moment. And 
it was, you know, national news, like they're playing it on CNN. And there was a big argument within the C, within the Facebook, uh, like, censoring department over whether or not they should do this. Because they were like, well, it's news, but it's also gore. You know, so, the, and they had, they, their official policy was to never post gore. And they made an exception because it was such a big cultural moment and they didn't want to be left out of it. And so they made the exception, which means their policy isn't consistent, which means like they, they're they prone to like have to make these big decisions every single time there's any kind of an exception. And they have to have an entire away. team ready for this. It, they, they started with an entire team. Now they have a multinational team. It's a team for each country that Facebook is in. They have to. They're, they're, it's like literally thousands of employees that they have to. They have to pay and, and take care of. And these people, if you interview them, they are disturbed by this vocation because people post all sorts of crap on Facebook. Oh, man, they probably see the wackiest stuff. They, wacky is not the adjective I would use. It's like disturbing, horrible, messed up, like just like nightmare fuel, and. And then some. Like, that's the kind of... It's just the worst of humanity because you remember there's 3.9 billion Facebook users. That's like a majority of the planet on Facebook. Think about just the weird stuff that you get up to. Like, you're just one human being. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) It's bad. Oh, you gotta see... That's a lot of negativity to deal with on a daily basis. Bring a black light in here. (laughs) (laughs) Please please don't. (laughs) There's got to be a marketing guy somewhere, though, that basically says we're better off going down this route of censorship than the other route of uncensorship. They got to be doing it for monetary purposes. Of I would, I would say, uh, like a, a universal ban on all of this stuff makes more sense than like trying to separate right? separate like adult content from you know, you know just like okay, well, this is si- sort of okay, this is tasteful, and this is not. Well, well, what do you mean? The, what do you mean? Just across the board, though. How, that's what we're saying is you can't do that. Uh, well, I mean, there, you know, there's a lot of. Well, let me let me add this real quick for Facebook. If you want to have like a private group, you can't add nudity on those. You oh, can? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't want to answer because you'll be a future guest. So yeah, like uh, I went on somebody's Facebook and saw it one time, and I was like, "Those are butt ass naked women." Go on. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, they're tasteful i guess and like um <laughs> so i was going through all of them i was like how's it possible because they're they're a um it's a did private you, group on, did on, you mean tasteful or tasty a little bit of column a little bit of column b i am uh, <laughs> but, but like um but yeah like i just think really if you're gonna do if you're gonna do an actual ban on nudity you know just or or transcensored nudity mm-hmm. it has some very clear criteria either i think you should either go all in or just know it all right yeah now. and because, consistency because, because I think at that point it gets too subjective though and just there's just too many there's just too much red tape to go through and too many little gray areas mm-hmm. because I mean let's just say you have a site like Tumblr well, we're talking about Tumblr still yeah um, you know let's just say you have a site like that just only to do um, adult content well it should be to be fair should, it's not only they do a lot of like fandom stuff but, and, right but what I'm saying is right now if you're gonna have a site like that you know you shouldn't be able to censor anything outside of like you know somebody who's underage for you know Underage doing porn or something like that should be like the exception in my opinion. It goes back to the the whole Alex Jones thing where what we were saying though it's just like how are you gonna decide like what people should and shouldn't listen to? Like you're a private company, it's your right. I agree. But but let me ask you a question though, really though, if it's on like a radio though, because now you deal with FTC um 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 FCC regulations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
I guess the internet's a different different animal because you know. Well, actually, technically though, if you look at uh, net neutrality right now, they do have some state that can go across that. Uh, yeah, FCC is supposed to be in charge of it, but right. But they're not gonna give a shit though. I mean, it's not like a, like a it's like not like a broadcast television or cable or uh, mm-hmm. or radio because like you go, you can't see all the stuff on the radio or anything like that. Mm-mm. You can't cuss on that. But if you have a podcast, I can see. Fuck shit, cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like whatever. Well, on here. you know, you joke around though. But when we were when we were. Uh, instituting the swear jar we were having a major debate of what a curse word even is yeah we had to we had to decide we said uh, anything that appeared in the movie teenage mutant ninja turtles doesn't count so we could say damn and hell damn 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 damn, damn. <laughs> yeah so all right so uh the florida woman in florida i mean the florida woman uh oh. who uh is she in florida yeah she's in florida she yep. She pulled a knife on a man who uh, was complaining about her flatulence. This is a ridiculous story. You want, you want to guess the city? Do I'm going to guess Miami. Jacksonville. <laughs> of course it is. I'm guessing Miami. Wait, which one? Oh, no, I don't know. Why? I thought you knew. No, I was, I was guessing. Why would you ask me if I wanted to guess the city if you didn't know? <laughs> I was asking Jeff. Oh, oh, but you still re- don't know the answer. You're reading the computer. No, I I'm, have I'm cliff guessing, notes. Guessing, I don't have the actual thing. I'm, I'm I guessing, thought you had the article in front of you. <laughs> I'm guessing Miami. I'm guessing Jacksonville. Look it up. It's Miami. He's right. Jerkwad. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> eat, it, eat it, you wrong motherfucker. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right, thirty-seven-year-old Shanetta Wilson passed gas while waiting in line at Shanetta. a Dollar General. Of course, it's her name. <laughs> it happened uh, Sunday night. It uh, upset a nearby customer, and uh, she pulled a knife on him and threatened to gut the man. How bad could this fart have been to where a stranger is like, "Hey, woman, uh-uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I not can- in this Dollar General." <laughs> You know what though? If but, if you're standing right behind a lady in line, and she's just she just rips, she rips it, one, and you're just like, dude, come on! And then she turns around with a knife. I, I'm not gonna lie though. I feel like this is me doing that far. Like, like it's like certain Chris apartment. I'm pretty sure I've been shot inside the inside the Dollar General and like gutted like a fish. You mean like maybe Shanetta might have had a Beretta? Maybe. <laughs> nice, excellent. Hey. I just wish the cashier got involved. Like, ma'am, ma'am, this is a place of business. Like, it's a Dollar General. Like, ma'am, you're gonna have to put that knife back or give me a dollar. One of the two. <laughs> would you call out a stranger for farting in front of you? I, I would. Mean, I would probably laugh. How would you laugh out loud so that she knows you heard it? But yeah. You're not straight up like. <laughs> I, I would either laugh or just be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like what the hell? <laughs> Come on! I got a, I got a little bit of a funny story. There actually. are people. Oh, jeez! All right, so uh, I had this thing going on for a while where if I if I passed gas myself, I'd I'd look around the room. I'd be like, I smell popcorn, and then I would just <laughs> I would just bathe and watching everybody in the room go. Oh, you know what I mean? So I let Taylor in on this prank, and uh, I did it to her a couple times, and then one day. I hear I'm walking in Walmart and I'm right next to the jean stand and there's Taylor and there's this other woman there, big woman. And <laughs> hell yeah. I hear the loudest <laughs> freaking fart behind me and I turn around that woman is standing right 
behind me and I laugh and I go I smell popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and then I, it actually smelled really bad so I walked I was laughing so hard I had to walk away did she did she threaten to gut you with a <laughs> no she didn't but I will tell you four and a half days later Taylor oh, came shit. Taylor came clean it wasn't the woman who farted <gasps> oh, oh damn yeah. it was Taylor that's, that's it a, was Taylor what? that's a good woman right there she'll admit it <laughs> she, she waited four or five days oh I'm sure she'll appreciate you telling oh, this she's story. Gonna love it. She's gonna love it. <laughs> what? <laughs> All what, right. What was she thinking next to the uh, woman? Did she give an explanation later? Who? Who did? Taylor. Oh, next to the one. Oh, she, Taylor's like it took every ounce of energy inside of me not to laugh out loud, <laughs> just to watch my face go. Like, I clearly heard it, and then I went, oh, "I smell popcorn." <laughs> <laughs> Why did she fart like that out loud? Dude, in public? I have no idea. Why well, does anybody fart loud in public? Yeah, I have a vagina. It slipped out. <laughs> okay, little farts slip out. Big, terrible farts. <laughs> you intent. you feel them coming. You have an idea of what's going to happen. You have time to walk away, find a you know, or you ha- do this for comedic effect. And she's just a savage, and that's. I mean, that I, could entirely be it. I feel like my follow-up question should be, did she, like, shat herself at all? Or, <laughs> like, did she go that far? Or? Maybe. Maybe. You didn't ask? Oh, didn't okay. ask. Hey, better man than me. Yeah. I would have been curious, but oh. whatever. <laughs> all right, so uh, this story with the underground psilocybin therapist, this is It's a pretty cool. wild story, right? Yeah. yeah, so basically what's going on, I couldn't, I couldn't like, uh, figure out exactly where in the country this is happening. Because There's a reason for that. <laughs> True. But they did mention Illinois and Kentucky in this article that I was reading, so that's obviously two of the places. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is... Could have been about 37 other states, I think. Good call. Yeah. yeah. And what's happening is people who suffer from depression or anxiety or some sort of a pain, they're getting in contact with these underground psilocybin therapists and these these people. They're calling them underground guides, actually. Yeah. The guide visits the uh, wherever the person who wants to be administered the drugs wherever they are or in certain cases they visit them oh maybe i actually didn't read that so they yeah. actually do have a location to go to in in certain okay. cases one guy got caught uh oh, because see, of this I... you know because he he was growing a bunch of mushrooms in his uh, backyard he had he had a tomato farm or so or no no it was a uh it was like a, a edible mushroom like for restaurants and stuff like really nice like uh shiitake and uh truffles and stuff and he was growing that like in his farm and then back in the woods behind the farm he was growing the good stuff the secret stash yeah and so he would bring people out there they would do campfires he would you know sing kumbaya or whatever and he would talk about their childhood and you know he would just guide them give them advice help them with uh whatever experience they were dealing with at the time and um this sort of therapy has had uh you know just to let everybody know this is actually like somewhat scientifically validated uh a mushroom experience like this can in fact uh increase uh your openness which is a one of the big five personality traits by a standard deviation what that means is you would like become significantly more uh interested in different ideas like open to new uh experiences and opportunities which isn't a total good it can be a bad you can be too open but at the same time you can also be way too closed off and this is a good thing for a lot of people 
This is uh, based on work done at uh, John Hopkins University and New York University. Uh, hopefully, Chris will uh, link this article into the show notes and you can get a better idea of what I'm talking about. But it's also been shown to be extremely effective in stopping cigarette uh, addiction and uh, PTSD, which um, these are two things that are extremely difficult to treat uh, in traditional um, therapeutic, like uh, pharmacological therapeutic uh, treatments don't usually work on PTSD and, um, and cigarette cessation. It's a, it's, it's kind of a a big bugaboo in uh, the psychotherapist profession, but mushrooms have uh, shown great potential in uh, being able to solve these things through these experiences. But they're illegal in a bunch of states, so people have taken it upon themselves to go underground and uh, meet, like, these, you know, pseudo-shamans or whatever who are just helping them through these experiences and helping them learn about themselves, like, through a psychedelic experience. Uh, And uh, it sounds pretty cool to me. It sounds very interesting. So would you say this is similar to like going like Costa Rica or Peru and seeing like an ayahuasca shaman or something along those lines? We do like yeah. the whole like you have to fast for a certain amount of time and do like this spiritual journey with a shaman who's, you know, like a certified or... or Sounds pretty woo-woo, but I I have only heard positive things from people who have uh, done these uh, these different experiences. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's very much like that. But I'm very curious right now, if you're doing the, um, the uh, psilocybin treatment, is there any sort of prep work involved, like the, like a like ayahuasca, where you have to do to do to a degree qualify for it? Or? Well, because you're because it's illegal. No, like you you it's up to whoever the guide, the underground guide is. And this the guy that I was referring to that had it uh, had grown these things in his backyard. He brought a lady over, and uh, he had taken her keys and hid them in his house, and they were out back and. She disappeared, and he was like, well, where is she? And he texts her, and she says she's driving home. She got a, um, a, she had a spare key in her car, and she drove away, crashed into a ditch. Cop came there, realized that she was messed up, and she immediately snitched on this guy. Oh, no. Yeah, so he ended up uh, losing his wife, uh, losing his job. Uh, he ended up doing like a... Was it five weeks in a uh, in uh, in like a like a county holding cell or something? And then after he did that, um, he ended up opening a center in Jamaica. He just went. He doubled down on it. He was oh, like, yeah. he was like, you know what? I'm not worried about it. I'm just going. So that was a, a real, real interesting story from this article. I actually was curious about this, so I, I dug in a little bit deeper, and I found a video where they were speaking of the benefits of this sort of treatment. And one dude was even claiming that not because you mentioned treating some of these uh, some of these symptoms, for example, PTSD, but mm-hmm. he was actually mentioning curing, where he's like, you may not have to go on lifetime anxiety pills, for example. Yeah, there may be ways to open your mind to the point where you can have a few sessions with a psilocybin like therapist. Mm-hmm. And be cured of your anxiety. I mean, he used those words. Yeah, which is it's a big statement right there. That's, that's yeah. a very bold statement. I, I don't know that. Uh, I, well, I don't know that the evidence supports that. Yeah. Uh, I there is, from what I can tell about the scientific literature, it's extremely like potent. There's a lot of potential within these treatments if we can get more work done in this area and see more uh, more progress, but. 
curing something as complicated as anxiety okay well you also have to remove all the things in life that will make you anxious like you know right. it's not there's some external there's some external you know stimuli there that you can't really account for but uh overall i think uh it ha- it shows more potential certainly than antidepressants which can exacerbate some of the symptoms that they're trying to treat yes so and really we're <clears throat> you can juxtapose like this treatment with like the uh the antidepressant or opiate like epidemic in this country where we're just overprescribing these things to everybody i mean half the people that listen to this podcast are probably addicted to drugs <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, we are, it's like the Xanax generation. Everybody's on something and it's easy to be on something because all you have to do is go to your doctor and be like, yo, I'm anxious. It's like, oh, yeah. here, here's Take a pill. This. Yeah. yeah. And it's messing. All right. So there's no accurate measure of how to figure out what's going on with your brain chem- chem- brain chemistry. Like it, you can take an MRI and that'll measure like electrical outputs and stuff but right. the, there's no way of telling whether or not you have a chemical imbalance you just have to kind of trust a doctor's words like you have a chemical imbalance okay how do you know that because you're acting this way all right so i'm acting a certain way but you can't actually measure whether or not the chemicals in my brain are balanced also what is the correct balance for chemicals in your brain is it the same for me as it is for you because i don't think it is we have different genetic expressions that probably produce like different personality traits in us that are also a you know expression of our hormone activity. It's, it's way too complicated to just say you have a chemical imbalance. Like, did you do a blood test even? Like, well, that's what I was just going to ask you. When they say you have a chemical imbalance, what tests were done? None. They. So it's, it's how psycho, do you say it's, something like that? It's psych. It's psychometric testing. It's all. It's all like personality. Like, okay, well, you're acting as if you're imbalanced. And the th- it's the prevailing theory. Now I'm talking out of school. I actually don't. I can't prove any of what I just said. I, I just. I, that's as my understanding it goes. Great. Thank you. <laughs> you believed me. You're doing you great, me. Zach. You're doing great. I. But I've never heard any of any sort of like brain chemistry test that they do. I, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have close family members that have been diagnosed bipolar or with depression, sure. and and it's. They never took any tests. They never. Well, they. They must. They must yeah, take. No, some, you, you, nobody injected a giant needle into their spine and pulled a bunch of crap out and was like, "What's this stuff do?" No, that never happened. You'd, you'd never sell a, like Middle America on that. <laughs> but so, it's a. It's this is. A, it looks like a, a legit alternative, and I. I really hope that we can explore this and see if there's as much there as it looks like there is at first glance question okay it took a long time for people to start accepting marijuana so do you think this is a battle worth fighting now or should we continue the quest down the marijuana the marijuana road get that accomplished before moving into this type of thing uh, this is just the latter. To me, it's a to me, it's like an incremental thing. It's incremental progress. Like they're they're allowing studies on it. Like these are government um, supported studies. Okay, uh, which is good. The government is like, okay, well, maybe there's something there. It's going to take a long time for people's attitudes to change. I believe that we're very very close to a turning point in the history of uh, marijuana in this country. I think within the next ten years, it's going to be legal nationwide. And then I think, uh, maybe not 10, that's probably a little optimistic, about 20 years probably. And then 
after that, I think it's kind of going to be the floodgate because they're going to realize like, oh, well, these drug cartels aren't making as much money off of marijuana anymore. And the government's making more money off of marijuana. Why don't we just do this with everything? Yeah. Like, uh, what, what it, it always comes down to. Yeah. It's all about that money. scratch, son. Well, How can I get a cut of that? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing they have to do is um, rectify the Controlled Substance Act 1970. Yeah. It's still considered yeah, one. Because, you know, still, it's, it's, it's legal on a state level in some states, but still, no matter where you go, federal legal. Like, you can't go to, you can't go to an airport with marijuana. I love that we went from like Florida woman farting to like this heady conversation (laughs) that we have where we're talking about, we're citing like laws of like the Drug Controlled Substance Act of like uh, 71. You know, that's just, that's just just what happens here on Chrome Dome Radio. We bring it down avenues. Yeah. Sometimes you laugh, sometimes you cry, sometimes you get Highways and byways. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of laughs, uh, Jeff, you went to Las Vegas. I know you have a story for us, and guess what? I have a theme song for you. I took up all my fucking clothes, went butt ass <laughs> naked from a strange man. <laughs> well, he masturbated my male dog. <laughs> So I just could not stop farting. It was a mild erection. Oh no! And I took a shit. What the fuck you want me to do? It just happened. Guys, it just happened. All right, so let me break that down for a few guys. If this is your first time watching the show or listening to the show, yeah, I'm gonna link our other uh, uh, other episodes where Jeff's been a guest on before. He's told several stories before. They're all hilarious. So I'll link those, and that's where I, cl- I clipped a bunch of those stories and put them into that song. So today, Jeff, you're going to tell us about your trip to Vegas. Man, that might be better than my story. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, last uh, last week I went to Las Vegas from uh, Thursday night to Sunday afternoon. And, and to be honest, for the most part, the trip was, you know, it was okay. It was just a basic Vegas trip with a buddy of mine. I'll won't mention his name because it's, you know. But anyway, though. Um, just because to, it stays there. Mostly. <laughs> but anyway, like the first thing I did in Vegas was um, since, you know, marijuana is legal in the state of Nevada, which is a good segue from what we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I went to a, spens- a dispensary. Shout out to Reef Dispensary. Y'all were awesome. Well, prized, um, knowledgeable um, weed baristas, whatever you want to call them. They were fantastic. Can of baristas? Perfect. Even better. Mm. So I got, I got about five grams of marijuana. I got some um, like sour diesel, some turbans, some kush, and a couple other things. And I found a thing of edibles. They're like these like strawberry um, shortcake cookies. I got about a dozen of them. And each cookie is about 12 milligrams a piece. So they're pretty decent. You know, anyway, um, fast forward from Thursday night to Sunday afternoon. I had a little bit of weed left. I didn't want to leave any stones unturned before I leave Vegas. So I didn't want to leave any marijuana behind. So I smoked the rest of my weed, which is, uh, I had like a little bit of sour diesel left, which I split with some dude I met in the parking lot. <laughs> like... <laughs> So I was just like, you know, I was like, hey, can I have some weed? I'm like, can I sit in your car and smoke it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, Wait, that's really how that happened? That's how the exchange happened? Wait, what do you mean? No, no, no. What, what? Like that's the first thing he said to you? Yeah, he was like, you know, it's like, um, you know, can I buy some weed off you? I'm like, well, I can smoke in your car if you want, because I'm just trying to get rid of the rest of my weed before I get on the airplane. I didn't know you had weed, though. Because I was smoking in the parking oh, lot? Oh, you were? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like walking by. Huh? Yeah. No, I start, I start because you're not supposed to walk around with weed in Vegas, you know, smoking it, but I just start doing it anyway. Okay. Because <laughs> I smoke in my hotel room, so I was like, well, I'll walk around the parking lot smoking weed. I'm like, it's a bunch of like, you know, minimum wage, you know, hotel employees working there, so I don't give a shit. So anyway, I smoked the rest of my rest of my joints, and I had some edibles left, like a lot of them left, because I only ate about three on the trip. And... Now the story begins. How do we get him from Nevada to Georgia? 
that becomes scenario because, as we said earlier, marijuana is not legal here. <laughs> but also, but also, the airports are federal property, so they're legal there too. Yeah, illegal. Right, or illegal there. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So the trick was, how do we get these edibles from Las Vegas to Atlanta? That's the million dollar question. So I started weighing my options. Well, I can't bring joints. That's out of the question. They smell like fucking weed. So we smoke. So, so we smoke. We smoke the rest of my pot. I had two um, two things of sour diesel left. We smoked the shit out of them. And mind you, when I walked in the airport, you know, with my little edibles in my pocket, I was high as fuck. <laughs> like stupid high walking to the airport. And so, like, um, you know, my buddy hooked me up with some like um, the little pre. Um, what do they call it? Pre TSA, like um, checkout thing, or whatever is pre. Yeah, so you the pre screening, so you right. you don't have to go through the whole deal. Right, I went through one. Right, just one little TSA thing, and so like I'm like, okay, let me just put all my stuff here and just kind of high as fuck. <laughs> and, like, um, I forgot I left my keys on my pocket. Like, oh, you left your keys here. You know, something's like you know going off the metal. So I'm like, all right, so I put my keys there, and so I walk through the thing, think I'm scot free, but then like this other little light pops on. And they're like, okay, well, you've been randomly selected right now to go through a, uh, an additional screening. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I walked in. The, I, before I walked through the little, like, you know, um, x-ray thing, I'm like, hey, listen, can I, I'll be right back. Is it cool? And she goes, um, um, absolutely not. i got to walk th- through there right now. And I'm like, uh, okay. So put your hands above your head. I'm like. <laughs> so they scan you real quick. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm scot-free. All right, put your hands on the table. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> like I'm so good. I'm so nervous right now. Like, so the guy is like, you know, um, we're about to give you a pat down right now. I'm like, oh no. So he gives me a pat down, and then uh, so what's in your pocket? I'm like, um, cookies. <laughs> he goes, what else do you have? I'm like, that's it. Are you sure? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and so he goes, okay, well, we're about to come to the um, the scanner real quick, and uh, yeah, and I'm like, okay. So they put them to the scanner, and then, you know, I see all my stuff on the other end of the scanner, Then I see my cookies pop up, and I'm kind of waiting for a minute to see what they're doing. Just kind of looking around like, so am I in the clear? Okay, great. So I grabbed all my shit and grabbed my cookies and just kind of took off. <laughs> so wait, they, they re-scanned the cookies? Yeah. They scanned them to the little, um, scan where they go your luggage. What did they think they were going to find? I don't know, but Something like... Something inside the cookie? Bombs. Maybe. I don't know how that works, though, but like... Cookie bombs. I think that I honestly think they just wanted to scare you. Yeah, yeah. I think they did. I was fucking terrified, and I'm high as balls. And so, and, and so then, like, I'm like, I'm like. So I didn't want to ask, like, am I good here? I just took all my stuff and ran. You know, just like Atlanta, Vegas has the trains. Yeah. So I'm just going like, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> Wait for a train so I can just get away. And I'm like, I walked that train. I'm like, oh man, like I'm I'm, I'm scot free. I'm good. I got a whole fucking you know pocket full of edibles. Oh man, like it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was a wonderful story. And then like you know, I made a point to like show you a video because like I'm I'm trying to document as many stories as I possibly can so nobody thinks I'm full of shit. <laughs> 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 because it's like there's they're so far fetched and wild and out. And uh, I just if I can if I have time to document them, I absolutely will. Mm-hmm. But that was um so my a, little a harrowing experience for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I get, I get a video from Jeff. Uh, I get uh, you were at the airport when you sent me this video. Yes, and he you he, he, out loud he goes, "So I'm at the airport right now." And then he's walking down the hallway of the, like the jetways of the you know where the air, airplanes take off. And then no. he's he's walking with his camera, walks into the bathroom, walks into a stall, <laughs> and then pulls his crap out of his pocket. And then and then that's the end of the video. So I was like, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> 
I texted back. I'm like, is that marijuana? And he said, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll have a story for your podcast. You get the first crack at the story. So Breaking news here on Chrome Dome Radio. <laughs> Local man gets high as hell at the airport. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think though. I mean, how else are they gonna prove it? They don't have any actual drug scanners unless there's a dog well, there. Now they've got this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, too bad it ate all the evidence. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. It's all a lie. See, yeah. Next time or this happens, they're gonna be like, "Hang on, we have episode 19 of Chrome Dome Radio, <laughs> where you've admitted to doing this once before." Do you now, sir? <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Oh. Well, this alleged Chrome Dome radio, are these reputable newsmen? That all depends. <laughs> that all depends. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, hey, we're on a new uh, platform. I should have mentioned this earlier. We're on XOTV.me now. Uh, I. It's kind of weird. These guys hit me up. I, I take it back. These guys didn't hit me up. Another company of a similar name hit me up and uh, on Instagram. And in researching researching this company, I found this other XOTV. Uh, apparently, they're still trying to work out like the legal issues with the name. But XOTV.me, you can find uh, a channel specifically dedicated to Chrome Dome Radio. I spoke with the guys over there. They're actually a really cool team. This is an early thing. We're getting in there early. Uh, so show early us. Early adopters. Early adopters. We're pioneers. Show us some love on XOTV.me. And then uh, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next Monday.